Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I'm, and I'm joined with my resident co-host, Mr. Porter, the three-year starter at right tackle, the two-time All-Big Ten uh, right tackle. Uh, joining me, of course, Mr. Porter, thank you for joining me today, buddy. Dude, thanks for having me. Always fun here, dude. Yeah. And always a fun topic, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, always entertaining, if nothing else. So, um, today's post-game show, we're going to talk about, of course, the Hawks traveling to Columbus, Ohio, to take on the number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. And I'm sure that we all know what happened in the game. Um, it unfortunately uh, ended as a 54 to 10 victory for the Buckeyes. And um, it is the worst loss point wise, statistical and point wise, in Kirk Ferentz's tenure. Ship at the at, at University of Iowa. So, this is the highest amount of points allowed by an Iowa defense, and um, it sucks because this team definitely had its opportunities. Uh, offense again did not put up any points. Defense did score a touchdown. Joe Evans in the first quarter got himself a sack on the uh, on the the te twist. Uh, got in the face of Stroud. Got the ball out. And picked it up himself and said, I'm doing it all myself. Sack, cause fumble, scoop and score, end zone. That's what he decided to do. And uh, was yeah. able to, to put some points on the board in Iowa's favor. But from there, and even before there, it was uh, it was pretty much a, a, a dominant effort by the Ohio State Buckeyes. So, David, let's jump right into it, man. Um, CJ Stroud did not disappoint. He threw the ball around the yard. Uh, you know, the thing about it, though, he threw a few interceptions. He had to fumble. He turned over. And definitely has some chinks in the armor. Um, what did you see out of that Ohio State <sighs> offense led by CJ Stroud uh, against the Hawkeye defense? They held its own for about three quarters, and things just got a little bit uh, out of hand. But um, what do you think about the performance that this Hawkeye defense had against uh, one of the country's top offenses this year? Well, we know that our defense is the heart of our team. Um, we didn't know that they were going to be the scoring machine that they are for us and probably the only scoring vehicle that we really have, have consistently, uh, I'm going to say this season. Uh, they they scored when the um, in this game, and the offense didn't score a touchdown. Defense outscored the offense. Um that said, like you said, the defense really put up a valiant effort against its offense. It's an Ohio State offense, which they were full strength. They had their uh, preseason All-American receiver come back this game. He did. I think he tweaked his hammy again. Um, but that Ohio State was – they were a little out of sync, and uh, I think that a large part was due to our defensive pressure. Like our defense, those guys are pretty good over there. We all know that they are. They came out, we saw how they can uh, – it really impact the game when they're nice and fresh. Like you said, they held up for about three quarters. But that offensive line on Ohio State, they're big and they're mean. And C.J. Stroud and those receivers that he has, that, that stable of receivers that he has over there, uh, those guys just kept coming at us. And there wasn't really much we could do about it. Uh, you know, initially we could stall them which is what we did, which is great. We helped them to, uh, I think it was 16 points in the first quarter. 
Uh, most of that was on field goals. They did have a defensive touchdown on a, from Ohio State. Uh, but, you know, the, C.J. Stroud threw for four touchdowns, one interception. He did have an interception. He had that fumble, like you said. He came around that TE that and popped it right in the mouth. Fumble recovery, uh, a scoop and score for a touchdown there, which is great. But they just kept staying the course. I mean, C.J. Stroud, he was, what, 20 for 30, um, almost 300 yards passing. He was like 296, four touchdowns, one interception. That's huge. Uh, especially going against our defense, which we're known for, like, stopping the run. And then when they try to pass against us, our ball hawks back there, our secondary, that's usually been a strength of our team. Uh, last year we had, what, 21 interceptions. Uh, this year we're just a little behind with that. And that's literally been like, the tell of the tape. He put that ball in places that, um, you know, I'm not used to seeing that on the collegiate level. You know, you have Marvin Harrison Jr. over there. He's still – he's working that sideline like his father did. You know, double both feet inbounds. He's extending the field, working that sideline. So, that that Ohio State offense, even though they even sputtered coming out of, like, the bye week, they were just dysfunctional getting started. They looked really good, and especially against one of the best defenses in the country uh, to give up – to produce the amount of points that they produced, I believe – it was they put up a total of 48 points or 47 no 42 um, you know that that's really good and that this offense that Ohio State has um, they, they're just in a different caliber they really are yeah yeah they definitely turned it up a notch uh, you mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. he toe tap the sideline like his dad used to <laughs> Looking like he was catching one of those passes from Peyton Manning. He did a tremendous job doing that. Uh, the young man that you have yet to mention his name is Jackson Smith and Jigba. That young man is, like you said, a preseason All-American, but he wasn't able to finish the game. I'm sure he retweaked his his uh his injury. But um they they ran it up, man. It was uh it was not a good day for the Hawks as a whole. Not a good day for the Hawks. Um 360 total yards, 294 passing. I love the rushing statistics. They kept the Hawks kept them to sixty six total rushing yards, and you got to factor in the sacks in that that equation. But uh, they get yeah. after them, and it was a tremendous effort by the Hawkeye defense. Um, special teams. Um, we saw a play oh. in the game, um, uncharacteristic of our Aussie bomber, and you know I can't fault him because. I feel like everybody's doing everything they can to help put the team in the best position to win. And um, yeah, he, he tried, he tried, he tried, I, he tried to, to, to run it. I, I wish he would have, um, I really <laughs> wish he would have like leaned on his, uh, his rugby days because, you know, Tori is a, uh, he's definitely a, a rugby player coming out of Australia. So I wish he would have leaned get outside. on that and get outside and, and get outside. Dude. Go. And, Lean, you know, put that helmet down. Use that a little bit. You know, standing straight up, straight up and down. Got popped in the chin. I don't like that, man. Oh, take wow. hits like that, Tor. We don't need that, man. But uh, valiant effort, tremendous job punting all day. Uh, five punts for 205 yards. The young man has been stellar all season, and you know he tried to make a play, and I cannot fault him for trying to do so because we needed as many plays as we possibly can, could 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 muster. Um, that was about as it in special teams category because you know our, our special teams definitely 
is a group that typically gives us an edge. I would say that uh, both special teams played about to, to the same level. So they kind of canceled each other out. And so it all goes to the Iowa Hawkeye offense. Um, so we saw Spencer Petras throw two interceptions in the first half. The very first play of the game, I'm sure you all know, he threw an interception, uh, sprint out to the left. Uh, looks like the safety man just rolled down in front of that thing and just kind of was in that window. Um, but needless, nothing, needless to say, it was an interception and uh, it put him put the it put us in a bad position right out the gate. And then to throw another interception um, with uh, little time left in the second quarter to a linebacker, it looked like he was trying to get the the ball to LaShawn Williams, but um, he was way off on that pass. And so. Kirk and Brian decide to go and put uh, Alex Padilla in the game to start off the second half. And, you know, it's uh, it's tough coming in cold into an environment like the horseshoe uh, after having sat on the sideline for the majority of the game and then to be called upon to, to perform. It's a tough deal. And Obviously, we know what happened the first snap that he was in. They fumbled the snap away. Um, I don't know if they practiced the snaps before they came on the field, but uh, oh, wow. that was the turnover right there. And then uh, as soon as he came on the field, gave Ohio State a short field, an opportunity to score right then and there. But mm -hmm. Alex went on, played more, and went 5 for 10 for 32 yards and one interception. And... Um, the change has happened. I don't know if it's going to be a long sustained change, but it is. Uh, it came about in the Ohio State game. Um, the leading receiver for the game, Sam Laporta, six receptions for 55 yards. All of the receivers that caught a ball just caught one ball. And so um, leaned heavily on that tight end position. And, of course, offense scored no touchdowns. Um, we didn't muster much of anything in the run game. We actually only had 81 I'm sorry, 77 total rushing yards uh, when you factor in the sacks and 81 total passing yards. So very tough showing, very tough outing for this, uh, for the Hawkeye offense, David. Um, they made the decision to go ahead and pull Spencer and put Alex Padilla in the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on how he performed and the decision and as well as where this team goes from there? Is, is this a permanent move or... Is, was this uh, an attempt to see if they can get the offense sparked with Alex uh, in the second half? What do you? What are your? What's your best thoughts on uh, where the Hawks go from there with their quarterback situation? Well, like you said, getting Alex in the game, and especially in this game, for the first game of his season, uh, after being on the bench the whole season, and then pretty much what he got in the second half, right? Yep, the start so, of the second, uh, third, fourth, second half. Yep. Start of the second half. And then he comes in, they're already down. Right? They're down 26-7, uh, 26-10. In the horseshoe, I guess the number two team in the country. Um, that's a tough start for anybody. And with that offensive line um, and the lack of, we'll call it, um, weapons at his disposal to actually do his job uh, effectively. Um, I mean, he was pretty much set up for failure to begin with. And for uh, a guy like that and any kid, especially in collegiate level, um, would hope that the, he's prepared to go in and play just like the starter. All right, that's what you're supposed to do throughout the 
throughout the week and throughout the season to your backup quarterback, uh, you know you're one play away from having your backup quarterback go in there and start for you. You really are. One hit is gone. And with this offensive line, I mean, we, we've had plenty of hits. So Alex should have been prepared to go in and play the game. Uh, the QB uh, court, uh, center exchange, I mean, that stuff was worked on in two days. I mean, get out of here. Hey, it, you know you're just getting started. You got to ride that a little bit longer. If the center's moving, if he's used to doing snapping a different way, uh, you know, you just got to ride that a little bit longer. I don't know if that was Alex or if that was Logan, but um, for an offense, uh, especially in a Power 5 conference and at Iowa, I'm going to go with that's inexcusable. That's just – that's not what we do here. But uh, as far as going forward, uh, I don't know if Alex will get the opportunity. You know, they may – I think they, they, there's a pretty good chance they're going to go back to Spencer after what they saw. And I just think that's unfair to, to, to Alex. I think he should get an opportunity to start. Um, he is, from what I'm seeing, able to go out there and do a little bit more. Uh, he's a mobile quarterback, a dual threat, exactly what we need, especially behind that offensive line. And with some of the teams that we have coming up in the season, uh, he is a better fit to give us the opportunity, a best opportunity to win. So I think he sh- in my estimation, we talked about this earlier in the season. After game two, he would have been put in as my starter. I would get two games, two games, evaluate them as you get into the heart of the season. And that way you have a pretty fair comparison. Um, I don't know where they're going to go right now. Most, much of what they have been doing this year, especially on the offense, I'm going to go just the offense only, hasn't made a lot of sense to me. Just, I don't get it. I've been sitting here watching it. I've been watching Spencer. I think all the other Hawk fans were watching the same thing. And we're sitting here like, we just don't get it. Everybody's told. Everybody on the outside can see it. And so we're just kind of wondering, what are we watching? So it, to be honest, I just don't know what they're going to do. Because a lot of things on offense just don't make sense to me. I wish I had a better answer. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, I get it. I agree with you. It's um... – it is a you're 1000% correct right it's it's a, a unique situation because it's it's not something typical and i would say iowa definitely has been super untypical throughout this year so far you know we we talk about uh, some of the changes that you talked about there you know we talk about the fact that our our our, our receiving core is led by our tight end um, who more than almost doubles um, the statistics of the wide receiving core and our defense has scored more points dating back to last year. Um, yeah. So it's been a bit of a topsy turvy year, topsy turvy few years actually uh, between this mm-hmm. uh, this season last season, and so it's hard to it's hard to fully be able to evaluate all of it, you know. But yeah. Oh my goodness! It is, uh, it is definitely, man, man. It was Yo. a tough, it was a tough game to watch, considering that uh, they put themselves in position. They held this group to, I want to say, five field goals in the first half, and you know, uh, defensive score, one, one offensive score, one defensive score, and the defense did its job. 
And so at this point, Kirk has to decide how he's going to move forward, you know, with um, five games left in the season, five games left in the season, still an opportunity to get to a bowl game. And they have to, they have to take it upon themselves to, to find a change. I, I agree with you. Alex definitely brings something to the table that Spencer does not. Uh, I feel like it would behoove them to give him the opportunity to start this, this game to uh, bring him in in the second half to start the second half against a already warm top five defense in the country. Um, and he's cold off the bench, you know, whether he's prepared to start or not, that's a difficult, that's a difficult environment to, to jump out there and, and get and take the snap, which I feel like is a, probably a big part of why he fumbled that first. Now, now I missed you said something about he needs to ride that longer. I don't know what that means. You know, to, for our little, for our viewers, for our listeners, viewers out there, David, what is what does he what do you mean by Alex needs to ride that thing a little bit longer? What do you mean by that? Oh God. Well, typically with snaps, you have to focus a little bit longer, all right, on, on where the ball is hitting your hand, and whether you're in like. Uh, whether you're in shotgun or if you're under center, right? You just have to pay attention a little bit more because it's different. It's just different because there's a difference in quarterbacks, even when you're calling the cadence. So when you're under center, you ride it longer, and then like you're staying in there longer than you would normally do it just to make sure you secure the ball, right? All right. And when you're in, you're, you're in, shotgun. when you're in shotgun, mm -hmm. All right, you're sitting there concentrating a little bit longer, making sure you got the ball in your hand. Just sitting there a little bit longer. Sometimes you see quarterbacks, they get comfortable because they know what the center is going to, where the ball is going to be coming. You're fresh coming in, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot. It, it, new center, uh, since they knew, but this year is his first year starting. He's going against a pretty, pretty good defensive line. Uh, sometimes you just don't know what's going on. So just ride it a little bit longer, stay in it a little bit longer, and control it. You know, that's just what we need you to do there. Okay. I appreciate you giving me that uh, that 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 answer there. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So so you mean keep you mean keep your hand <laughs> up underneath the center longer, is what you mean. Keep that ride the, the undercarriage of the center longer. Yeah. It's it's an issue if you don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Concentrate a little bit longer. Washing the hands. I should get it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Alex needed to ride that thing a little bit longer to start off the second <laughs> half. And so we we got to clean up the mistakes, clean up the mess, and go from there. Um, all right. So with that, I want to thank you all for joining us on Hawk Talk. You know, it's, it was a difficult game, but we'll come back uh, with the upcoming game. Um, we look forward to seeing how things shake out uh, as the Hawks play host to the, uh, the Northwestern Wildcats. So with that being said, excited to, uh, to bring that game to you, or I should say that pregame to you uh, later on this week. Look forward to, to uh, dropping that. Uh, click the like and subscribe, subscribe and all that good stuff. And uh, we appreciate you all for joining us. I'm Colin Cole from our guest host, David Porter. I want to say God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.